Last night, Ilhan Omar went on MSNBC and said, this is now about Republicans who do not want to bring refugees into the United States. I, I, I just, I can't believe it happened that fast. We'll get to the audio. Normally, it takes a couple days, sometimes weeks. It could be months. As a matter of fact, in the case of my predictions on affirmatively furthering fair housing, it took seven years. This has got to be one of the fastest predictions come true that I've ever made. They've made a 45-degree turn. You now have Nancy Pelosi saying, well, we knew that this was a possibility, even though Mark Milley says nothing indicated this was going to happen, at least not this fast. You have Biden now saying the same thing. Well, this was always a possibility. Even though he said in July 8th, it was not a possibility. And again, Milley is saying they had no No intelligence here. I knew I could see it. I can see the gears of people like Ron Klain and others. I could see the gears turning. How do we turn this from Biden's fault to a question about Republicans? Now, it's kind of like January 6th in a way. Nobody I know, nobody you know, maybe some of you, maybe somebody out there, I don't know. I, I I don't know everybody who's listening to this program. For the most part, we looked at January 6th as wrong. This is not how the First Amendment operates. The First Amendment clearly says the right of the people to assemble peaceably. Well, that's not a peaceable assembly. Just like it's not peaceable when Black Lives Matter and Antifa showed up. But that was it. We had to have a commission. We had to condemn anyone in a MAGA hat. It was all or nothing. It couldn't be that, well, we condemned it. Most of these people have been arrested. They're going to be charged. They're going to be sentenced they're going to suffer the consequences of their actions. Okay, let's move on. No, 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 commission. Republicans don't, Republicans don't want to get to the bottom of this. What's to get to the bottom of? The people have been charged. They have been sentenced. They're going to do their time, whatever their time is. Now it's all or nothing with Afghanistan. Most conservatives have said those proven to be loyal, those who have put themselves in harm's way on behalf of the United States, the people that are military, veterans groups, are crying out right now, fighting on behalf of their interpreters and their families. If you've got people that were out there with the 101st Airborne or... Marines, or wherever they were. I don't need to go around naming units. You get the point. 
if the military says these are the people that we trusted on the battlefield, they are not safe. The Taliban is getting information on them. We have to get them out. Okay, that's a very small number of people. Now we're being told that we have to get out everyone that wants to get out. That's not how this works. We're also being told that there's a possible, the threat of terrorist activity inside the United States is growing. Well, by all means, bring a bunch of unvetted people fresh out, fresh out of the box of Afghanistan. What a great idea. Well, of course it's a great idea because if they bring a bunch of unvetted people to the United States, they could say the terrorism threat is higher. Therefore, we need more crackdowns on communications, online speech, and everything else for that matter. They're literally finding a new way to justify greater crackdowns as if the virus hasn't done that already. No mass airlifts into the United States. No, no, hell no. Look what's happening at the southern border. I told you this yesterday. And again, fast 45 degree turn and away from Biden and now on to, well, it's racism if you don't want to bring all these people here. And I said to you yesterday, I did not know I got this last night when I was doing prep for today. Headline, U.S. moves to speed up asylum process at southern border. The Biden administration on Wednesday said it intends to reshape and speed up asylum processing along the southern border, publishing a proposed rule that would allow asylum officers, rather than the backlog immigration courts, to adjudicate requests for humanitarian protection. So we're not even going to send these cases to court anymore. A simple rubber stamp. These people are not asylum seekers. They are not fleeing their governments. Now, that's another thing. The second the world recognizes the Taliban is the government, our government's going to say, these people are fleeing their government. And now we've got to bring them by the hundreds of thousands from Afghanistan into the United States. No. Look at the numbers of troops that are heading back. Why are American men going to Afghanistan to fight for Afghan women and girls when Afghan men are chasing American airplanes to get out of Afghanistan. It's been roundly noted, widely noted, that the reason why, well, one of the reasons why, yes, the Biden administration chose to pull out in the dead of night. Yes, the Biden administration decided to cease air support for the Afghan army. But there's also an element that is rightly pointing out, we can't pay these people to give a crap about their own country. If they don't have the will to fight against a bunch of men in flip-flops who previously had rusty AK-47s, then they aren't willing. We can't fight for their freedom if they're not willing to fight for their freedom. If the only reason why they were fighting is because we were paying them to fight and they weren't actually fighting for something, What does a G.K. Chesterton said? 
My friend Jerry Shepard, former Green Beret, is a big reader of Chesterton. And I'm paraphrasing. The true soldier does not hate what's in front of him. He loves what's behind him. If these people don't love their country and their families and their children enough to stand up to the Taliban, what are we supposed to do? Be there for 100 years doing it for them? What is that famous quote from Lyndon Baines Johnson, or at least it's attributed to him? I'm not going to send American boys 3,000 miles away to do what Asian boys ought to be doing for themselves. Something to that effect. I'm sure I'm off on the 3,000 miles. Why are we doing this? If they don't want to do it for themselves. And how does it solve the problem to bring all those people here? What are they going to do here? Where are they going to work? Are we just going to bring them in, give them five years of welfare, then make them citizens, then give them $360 per child? What are we doing? To be honest, if if we had to be honest about this, the government is not functioning right now. Our government is not functioning. It's not functioning domestically, and it's not functioning on the foreign policy front. It's not functioning. We don't have a functioning government. The country's rudderless right now. We have a man who's clearly in mental decline, who's clearly displaying symptoms of dementia, who can't seem to get anything right, and the next in line has no experience at anything. The next in line is only where she is because she was once Willie Brown's chew toy. Kamala Harris has not displayed a modicum of intellect and capability. She didn't even get 1%. She was the first one out in the Democrat primary. By the way, the guy who's in charge now, he was the first one out in the Democrat primary in 08. And had to leave the Democrat primary in 88 for plagiarism. Joe Biden's got one great talent, getting reelected. Leadership ain't his bag. And it's being proven right now. How many of you would, ha- would love to have Donald Trump back? Wine 695 patriot 9572874 So let me show you how this 45-degree turn works. I said it yesterday. Now, some of you are like, okay, Andrew, enough of the bragging. I don't mean to brag. I believe everybody has a God-given talent. And unfortunately, government-run education and an elitist-driven society tells people that, by and large, we are devoid of these things and we should just accept our place and be led around by a bit in our mouths. But I believe everybody has a God-given talent. Some of us have the same talent. But I believe everybody has something that is uniquely theirs and it comes from God. And I believe mine is just in a weird sense, I don't call it, it's not extrasensory perception. 
I don't know. I just see these things far afield. And I'm able to articulate them on the radio. I think that's my God-given gift. Last night, I'm not, I, I told Mike, my producer, I told super producer Mike, cut out Joy Reid's monologue, just go to the throw. So here's the 45-degree turn, and then I'm going to get into Nancy Pelosi. Here's the 45-degree turn away from Biden and the Democrats, and now somehow this is an issue. This is where we point the lasers at Republicans. Play Ilhan Omar. Meanwhile, crypt keeper Stephen Miller added to that repugnant commentary with his own special white nationalist flavor, tweeting, be warned, the State Department will use Biden's withdrawal fiasco as predicate for importing massive numbers from region with rush vetting and no ties to U.S. Joining me now is Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Her family fled Somalia's civil war. She spent four years in a refugee camp before fleeing to the United States in the 1990s. Congresswoman, um... I'm not surprised. I'll, I'm just going to preface this by saying none of this is surprising, that the people on the right who were just like 24 hours ago pretending to care about the Afghan you know, people suddenly are like, yeah, but don't send any of them over here. Uh, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it is. It is uh, not surprising, right? This is their their playbook. Uh, they know how to whip up their base into frenzy. The reality is that we've been in this conflict, in this war, for 20 years. There are people who've helped us in this mission. There are people whose lives are going to be at risk, and we have to do everything that we can to bring them to safety. And we've done this many a times where we have evacuated people, airlifted them into safe spaces so that we can properly vet them and have them come to the United States as vetted refugees. I know a little bit about that. You know, um, yeah. I know what it's like to be a child in a family uh, scrambling for safety in a war-torn country. I know the rigorous process you go through to get vetted as a refugee. We are the most vetted people who come to the United States. The process is long and it doesn't just end when you arrive on the shores. It continues for years until you are eligible for citizenship at five years of entrance. And so I, I really um, hope that people understand that there is a certain promise that we've made and we can't break that promise. And that's not a promise um, that the United States made, but it's also a promise that our NATO allies have made. It's a promise um, that neighboring countries should fulfill. And we have to do everything to make sure that there is a multinational coalition leading this effort to save not just our allies, but every Afghani who's afraid for their lives, especially uh, young women and, um, you know, vulnerable men as well. Okay, so we got it all there. This is, this is the 45-degree turn. We're not talking about Biden anymore. We're not talking about woke generals. We're not even talking about hostages. So you're a white nationalist. And what we're going to do is now blur the lines. You heard it right there. Kind of like what we do with illegal immigrants and immigrants. The media refers to anyone crossing the border as an immigrant. 
They're not immigrants. Someone crossing the border illegally is not an immigrant. An immigrant is somebody who goes through the legal, lawful process and a port of entry. The Supreme Court just ruled on that again. That people that have crossed the border illegally are not entitled to protections. We just had this. We just settled this case. Just settled it. Crossing the border illegally is just that. It's illegal. And you're not entitled to protections when you cross the border illegally. I don't know how many times the Supreme Court has to do this, but they did it again. The law is the law. So now we have gone from the small number of people. I said this was going to happen by the Sunday morning talk shows. This is just the first cut in a death by a thousand cuts. This will, I will add to the prediction, this will be the talking point of the Sunday morning talk shows, the Democrats on the Sunday morning talk shows that nobody watches anymore. So now we're going to blur the line between the small number of people who risk their lives to work with our military to any woman or man that is fearful of staying in the country. Well, gosh darn it, that's going to be everyone but the Taliban. So now the taxpayer is going to have to pay up for the Herculean task of airlifting these people to refugee camps, feeding them, clothing them, housing them, the vetting process, which clearly failed in the case of Ilhan Omar, bringing them to the United States, five years of welfare, until such time as they become citizens, then they qualify for every single social welfare program under the sun. Which, by the way, is going to be free pre-K. It's going to be 14 years of schooling, subsidized health care, child tax credits, earned income tax credits, even if they don't work, free college tuition, if we get single payer, God help us, but health care. This is never going to end. We are being invaded at the southern border. And we're going to be watching massive airlifts of people out of Afghanistan. I said this just yesterday. Wine 695 Patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. Wait till you hear what Nancy Pelosi said yesterday on the local news in San Francisco. Sirius XM Patriot. 